0: Podcast is recording. How's everybody doing out there? Hope you had a lovely Easter weekend with your family. And uh, so, welcome along to another Americana, the American way with Big John. Uh, you can find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John on both those platforms. Um, also on. Anchor.fm and Spotify, Rumble.com. This is Americana, the American Way Channel. All right, well, now that I stumbled through that, uh, let me play while I fire one up. This is one of my absolute favorite Ralphie Mae bits, jokes, routines, whatever you want to call it. It's It's a joke within a joke. Uh, The full thing on YouTube is... um, Let me put my goggles back. Uh, If you want to search on YouTube, it's Ralphie May too big to ignore, hyphen, stoned like a gravel road. But he's going to go off on uh, the dirty white hempsters that make... Coffee for a living, you know the people with the hemp and the dreadlocks. So I uh,
1: go to make a coffee machine. That's all I got. We just redid our house, and that's all I got that's mine. Okay, it's the coffee maker. Okay, it's a co- in the wall coffee machine. It's awesome. It makes all my coffee. The reason I got it was I had a panic attack at a coffee shop, very famous coffee brand, and I uh, flipped out. Okay. Because the guy making my coffee is a dirty white person, okay? And dirty white people gross me out more than anything else in the world. I hate dirty white people. And they, they just, ugh, ugh, Dreadlocks, okay? But eighty dreadlocks, like one's big, one's little. This ain't no Tom's of Maine soap you need, Playboy. Get that funk off your ass. You need some old school dial soap, okay? Antibacterial or something. Alright? Funky yeah, ass dirty white. <gasps> right? And here's what made me have the panic attack. He's he, he stirring my coffee, and as he stirring it, one of his dreadlocks is hanging. you stinky, dirty, white people. I hate you! I will beat your ass and then I will wash you clean!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, uh, that's when they called the cops. And, uh, they got there really fast. Like a minute and a half, two minutes, cops are there. I'm, oh, God, this is an embarrassing, fat moment. I'm, uh, I'm handcuffed with two pairs of handcuffs. I'm like, like, seriously, fellas, two pairs of handcuffs, really? Are y'all afraid I'm gonna run away from you real quick or something? Like I'm a fat nigga. And they ended up citing them For health violations Of having that stinky dirty white guy back there But they also gave me a written trespass That I can't go back to that uh, Coffee shop no more And <laughs> so I have to make
0: my coffee at home I can't So yeah the stinky dirty uh, Environmentalist Hemp necklace wearing white kids with dreadlocks. Dreadlocks do not look cool on white people. They look awesome on black dudes, black women. White people, we just don't pull it off. Knock it the frick off. Anyhow, and bathe. You're not saving water and saving the earth by not bathing, you dirty hippies. So, that being said, uh, rest in peace, Ralphie May. Thanks for the laughs. Uh, He died a few years ago of I believe it was pneumonia. This was was like two years before COVID or any of that stuff. Um, Maybe he was one of the first COVID victims, maybe. I don't know. It's been a couple years, though. Um, I know it was pre-pandemic. But anyhow, uh, Ralphie is a big boy, big cat. Uh, At one point, I heard um, Joey Diaz say Ralphie was up to around 800 pounds. And... uh, i know he went on celebrity fit club i talked about that show before and uh he lost weight i forget how much it was like 100 pounds or something good but you know in his joking way he said woohoo you know no more 5x you know or woohoo only 5x now or something like that uh we gotta watch our health people um Before Easter weekend, I got some good and bad news. I felt my doctor's appointment was going well. And, you know, my blood pressure was like 118 over 80, which is phenomenal for me. Um, uh, Of course, I mean, I take blood pressure medication, but with the stress I'm under right now, I thought it would be higher than that. Um, My pulse was like 60 beats a minute, which is the norm, uh, I lost 6 pounds, but my A1C, whatever the hell that means, was 9.4, and that's like 3 points above, uh, 3 points-ish above diabetic stage, or within the diabetic range. Anything above like 6.4 or 6.6 is diabetic, I think. Um, so, I have been on... I'm on three diabetes medications. And, you know, I I keep putting off the getting healthy thing. I keep saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, And even though I've lost 60 pounds, um, I gained a couple back, but then I lost that six. Um, My A1C is up. So tomorrow, (coughs) after putting... (coughs) Pardon me. After giving myself Easter weekend to enjoy the food, fun, and family, I start on insulin on top of my other medications. And I told my doctor, Look, I haven't taken my medication in I don't know how long. And he said, You know, that. know, that's not good. I said, you know, I've been taking care of sick family, dealing with family problems. And he said, you know, your blood sugar is probably at like 400. I'm like, whoa. Um, and you know, when it was at 200, my previous doctor told me, you know, that's like scary high and 400, you know, that's gotta be double scary high. And this doctor explained to me, you know, you could have a heart attack or a stroke with blood sugar that high. Well, I didn't know that. I thought as long as, you know, my blood pressure was good, my heart rate was good, I felt good, um, everything was fine. And when you know, he brought up heart attacks and strokes, and he said, "How you're taking care of other people. How are you going to take care of them if you can't move your left side? Someone's going to have to take care of you. So, um, I, I made it through Easter weekend, uh, and today and everything without having a Coke or a pop or a soda, whatever that you call it, where you come from. Um, which is impressive for me when, you know, I was a minimum four Coke a day person without realizing it, you know, it's just convenient. It's there, you're feeling hungry, feeling a little... Off, get a Coke, get some sugar, get some caffeine, and but that's wrong. And so, just kind of public service announcement there. Uh, God willing and prayer willing, I'm gonna watch myself from now on. Uh, I'm gonna get to the real point of this podcast and video. The Republican National Committee has voted to leave the uh, commission on Presidential Debates, which I think has been long overdue. Um, I think, well, anyways, I'll get into that after I take a little breather, give you a breather, and we'll be right back. Helps if I turn the volume up. See Republican National Committee vote to leave the committee on or commission on presidential debates. Let's look here from GOP.com. Might as well go straight to the source. Um, there are a lot of articles and reports out there, but as per usual, when I talk about something like this, I want to read from the source and the new GOP chair, it's not that new, but GOP chairwoman Ronna, R-O-N-N-A McDaniel has this press release, uh, quote, debates are an important part of the democratic process and the RNC, Republican National Committee, is committed to free and fair debates. The Commission on Presidential Debates is biased and has refused to enact simple common sense reforms to help ensure fair debates, including hosting debates before uh, voting begins and selecting moderators who never worked for candidates on the debate stage. You would think that would be common sense. Candidates are moderators who never worked for a candidate who's participating in the debate. Let me finish her statement. Today, the RNC voted to withdraw from the CPD Commission on Presidential Debates, and we are going to find newer better platforms to ensure that future nominees are not forced to go through the biased CPD in order to make their case to the American people. So, let's set the picture here. The Presidential Debate Committee usually will come in and say, okay, we're going to debate on these topics, or this topic, and in the past it's been like, you know, one or two topics per debate, Uh, and it'll be, you know, an hour long or something like that, whatever, doesn't matter, Um, and the candidates will know well in advance what the topics are, so they can prepare, and they'll have mock debates, and Somebody will play the Democrat candidate and talk and act and try to be as close to uh, that candidate as possible, and vice versa. You know, the Democrats will practice their debates, and somebody will try to act out the role of the Republican candidate and uh, all those things. I have said. Probably since the Mitt Romney debates, uh, 2012, they need to hire um, academics, people who moderate debates for a living. You know, the every college, every not every college, but most colleges in America have a debate team, right? Get the college professors that moderate those debates. ...to moderate the presidential debates. That's simple. But, you know, as long as I can remember, it's always been a news personality. And truthfully, the last great debater we had... ...was probably Ronald Reagan. So this goes back to, like, 1984. I mean, we've had presidential debates that were interesting. You know, Obviously, Donald Trump versus Hillary... Took the cake. I mean, it was must-see TV, you know. Donald Button in, and you know, with his one-liners, and then in the twenty-twenty debates, they actually started cutting off his microphone during the uh, Joe Biden's turn to speak. But Joe Biden, for in the first debate they had, Biden interrupted Trump first and often, and vice-versa. And... But from then on out, it was Trump's microphone turns off when Biden is speaking, but not vice-versa. So Biden could make, oh, it's, come on, man, remarks. It's like the only line a guy's got. Come on, man. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I felt like if the Republicans were going to continue participating in debates. They needed to lay down some kind of law where uh, it's not a reporter, it's not someone trying to make a name for themselves. Oh, I brought up Mitt Romney. because, you know, The debate moderator, during his one of his debates with Barack Obama, the moderator corrected Mitt Romney on some kind of statistic during the debate. Well, that's all people that were watching the debate saw and some of the news networks even ran with that uh correction her correcting romney after the debate was over and it was actually fact checked when you could trust fact checkers uh that she was the one who was in the wrong she had the wrong statistics um but Nonetheless, the moderator should not correct anybody. That's not their job. Their job is, this is the question. So-and-so goes first. So-and-so goes second. Your time is up. It's your turn to talk. Your time is up. On to the rebuttal. On to the rebuttal. Next topic. That's it. And in Trump's 2020... Campaign, uh, I mean, Chris Wall, he was Trump versus two, three, four people. One night, I think it was during the Hillary campaign, campaign against Hillary, there were two moderators, and it was like three people debating Trump. So, how is that fair? When the moderators jump into the debate, so let's see. they they list background info here, uh, and and thank goodness for Ronna McDaniel. Or is it McDaniel or McDaniel's McDaniel? Ronna McDaniel. I I like this lady. Um, I don't see. Well, I don't watch TV news. That's why I don't see her on TV. <laughs> Uh, I don't see enough from her, honestly, Um, but I think, man, it's taken a woman to get the GOP straightened out. So, uh, it says, you know, restoring faith in our elections means making sure our candidates can compete on a level playing field. Okay. Today, the RNC has voted to withdraw Republican participation from the biased Commission on Presidential Debates, CPD, the rule change is in culmination of a year-long process. To be clear, we are not walking away from debates. We are walking away from the CPD. It is biased, biased, and does not serve the interest of the American people waiting until 26 states had begun early voting before hosting the first presidential debate in 2020, making unilateral changes to previously agreed-upon debate formats and conditions, in some cases, without notifying the candidates. So, like I said, the, the candidates will send in their team before the debate. The presidential debate committee will be there, the two parties' representatives will be there. And now ha- the representatives will hash out how long each person gets to speak, how long they get for a rebuttal. Uh, they might even have a say in what topic goes for you know, which debate. There's usually three. So you know they can lay out the topics for the debates well in advance. Uh, I don't know why you need a whole lot of topics because it's a pretty simple job and straightforward if it's done constitutionally. But, you know, national security or national defense is always a topic. The economy is always a topic. Um, The environment has now become a presidential debate topic. Uh, What else do they usually throw in there? you know, international relations or something, you know, but these topics can be laid out well in advance. The format for each debate, you know, are the candidates going to be seated? Are they going to be standing at a podium? Are they going to be allowed to wander around? Is it going to be a town hall style debate? Uh, Is it going to be a sit down debate? You know, is the audience going to be able to ask questions? Well, how will the questions be presented to the candidates? All that stuff should be worked out in advance. Yet the uh, Commission on Presidential Debates, they change these things sometimes last second. You know? Uh, with the 2020 COVID stuff, you know, it was just Katie bar the door. They were canceling debates. They were changing things. They weren't going to have any. Then they were going to have them by Zoom. They were going to... Uh, at one point they had, uh, the Biden didn't want to be in the same room with Trump because he could catch cooties. And so they had uh, a, a softball town hall for, uh, I guess this might not have been the, the presidential debate committee's thing. But, you know, Biden was on CNN getting softballs from uh, the audience and from... Uh, anderson cooper and donald trump was debating a lady on another network the next night <laughs> it wasn't a A like it was supposed to be or a town hall the first half hour was her debating trump that wasn't the plan <laughs> but anyhow go, let's go on here uh, she says, uh, selecting a moderator in 2020 who once worked for Joe Biden. Well, gee, that person's not going to be biased, are they? The presidential debate committee should have never allowed that. Failing to maintain the organization's strict nonpartisanship with a majority of the board members publicly, publicly disparaging Republican nominee. So, members of this debate committee should be, at least in their, they should be non-biased. They shouldn't have an opinion on the candidates. But in 2020, they did because well, it was Trump. Everyone hated Trump. Uh, Chairwoman McDaniel and RNC officials repeatedly asked the CPD to reform and make changes to future debates to ensure a fair and impartial forum. Unfortunately, the CPD was unwilling to make common-sense reforms. The Republican Party deserves better. Yes, absolutely. I agree with this a thousand percent. The the way these debates have been conducted uh, over the years and... Again, you know, I go back to Ronald Reagan. Of course, I don't remember a lot from 1980 and 84 because I was a little kid. But, you know, looking at the way the moderators gleamed and drooled over Bill Clinton. Because they were television stars. They were reporters trying to make names for themselves or make a bigger name for themselves. You know, um... The reporters jumping in and debating Trump, or the, pardon me, the moderators jumping in and debating Trump. Uh, I mean, it's so unprofessional, so ridiculous. Uh, so, okay, so the Republican Party deserves better. The American people deserve better. We know that the Republicans have a free and fair forum, or pardon me, we know when the Republicans have a fair and free forum, We win because our policies are best for the American people. We look forward to exploring other avenues for candidates to have free and fair forum for all Americans. So, what's going to come next? Uh, Obviously, you know, there's social media, there's the internet, there's YouTube, Rumble, um, all sorts of other places. where you can have a debate and the two candidates or the two parties and can (coughs) parties and candidates can agree upon a moderator. Somebody that's going to be fair and unbiased, which is hard to find. Hard to find. That's why in 2020 Uh, It was trending on Twitter that Joe Rogan, (laughs) the the world's largest podcaster, should moderate a debate. Uh, And I don't see anything wrong with that. Joe Rogan is really um, left-leaning. He agrees with the left on a lot of issues. But he's going to ask, if you watch his interviews, he asks fair questions of people. Um You know, I pretend to believe in UFOs, okay? I pretend to believe in little green men. Um, And Joe Rogan had one of the... uh, Found, I don't know, one of the most famous UFO people, (laughs) uh, Bob Lazar, okay, on his podcast. And Joe asked him, you know, serious questions, you know, and he followed up. And that's how a moderator should do things. That's how a a journalist should do things. Uh, when Bob Lazar or his buddy, uh, Jeremy Corbell, were not being clear on something, Joe would say, wait a minute, you're not being very clear here. Slow down. Say that again, you know. Um, Joe fa- famously had Uh, Alex Jones on his uh, podcast twice, Uh, the first one broke the internet, but Joe will sit there and say, wait, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down, you're going too fast, you're jumping all over the place, could you imagine a presidential debate moderator doing that the way a moderator should, or God forbid, a journalist on television Telling somebody to slow down, you're not being very clear. Now, I'm not lobbying for Joe Rogan to be the next moderator of the presidential debates. But what I'm saying is a moderator should be unbiased. They should not participate in the debate. Even if a candidate is wrong uh, on some statistic... They know that one there's live fact checking. This is my cigar cutter people on video. There's a lot. There are people fact checking this in real time on the internet, uh, on social media, um, all that. There are dozens of news networks and news websites that are going to say, "Oh, so and so quoted the statistic incorrectly," or "So and so was wrong." And and things of that nature. So, there's no need for the moderator to jump in and say, uh, actually, Mr. Romney, Mittens the Kittens, you are wrong on this. No need for that, man. No need for it at all. So, I'm glad the GOP is getting out of these debates. Um, I, I really like this Ronna McDaniel. She's more, more boss than the last few... GOP chairmen we've had um, so anyhow that's all God bless y'all thanks for watching thank you Rana and G- Republican National Committee for finally taking uh, a swat a slap at the uh, president- or Commission on Presidential Debates this is long overdue and Now we can move forward. Find a new way. Maybe debates are outdated. I don't know. You know, there can be other formats and ways things can be done. So, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Thank you for listening, watching, all that stuff. Pray for one another and have a great, great day or night or
1: evening. Chinatown, but I never used a phone booth. I never seen the toes. When I'm going to the movies, I take up seven.